And Barnes hits one high. Hits it deep. It is out of here. 7.56. Barnes stands alone. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up. It's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown. Sanded it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Top Room Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, joined with my man, Mr. Swerving Irving Washington. Did we lose you, Irv? Are you there? I'm good. All right, we got, we got Irv. How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm chilling, watching some Pump Fiction, ready to talk some sports. All right, I like it. I like it. Damn, we got you frozen on the screen, bro. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm sorry. It'll it'll catch up. We got your audio, so that's all that matters. We can hear you. Right. We can hear you. Uh, yeah, man. Another great day. Another great day of uh of action. Colorado Avalanche take game three or game four. I'm sorry, lose game three. Take game four. Up three to one in the series. Before we get to recapping and reacting to that game, though, I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. With that being said, let's talk about this uh, this NHL game tonight, Irving. So uh, Tampa Bay scores that first goal really quick. I think it was like 33 seconds into the game. Um, could have been called off because the mask was off, but nonetheless, they get that goal and then Colorado ties it up and then Tampa Bay gets a headman gets a, a backhand goal that shouldn't have, I don't know how, how Kemper didn't stop that, but he didn't, they go ahead two to one Colorado really dominated the game after that though. took the, they tied the game in the third. I thought they had tons of scoring chances in the third. That game really could have gotten out of hand, but Vasilevsky once again stood on his head, which we kind of all assumed would happen. We weren't going to get like game one and two, uh, you know, Vasilevsky's better than that, obviously, but now it's three to one. We head back. What was your thoughts on tonight's game though? It was a good, uh, well, it started off a good, Uh-oh. Did we lose Irving? We may we may have lost Irving. Well, before he gets back in here, he'll jump back in in a second. This game, to me, uh, you know, if you watched the show last night, Ben and I really previewed this game and we got deep into it. And I said, you know, probably the best bet in this series was taking Colorado over two and a half goals because they only hadn't scored over two and a half goals twice in the entire playoffs, one of them being game three. There was no chance I didn't think that they were going to score under three goals again. They end up scoring three goals, which is exactly what they need. But they had a ton of shots on goal. 
uh, going into going into that overtime after that third period. I thought after the first like ten minutes or so of the first period, I thought Colorado really took care of business, and they really dominated that game. Um, and they're the better team, dude. We've been saying this all playoffs that Colorado is the best team. They're going. They were heavily favored in the series for a reason. Minus one ninety to open the series. Even last night after the Avalanche come up two to one, I mean it was basically minus two ninety, minus three hundred. Uh, some spots so obviously the avalanche are, were a much better team i think the biggest the biggest difference in this game in game three and obviously the avalanche kind of dominated those first two games is that vasilevsky came back and i mean that's he's a great goalie and we knew this he's been the best goaltender for the last two seasons he's big reason why the tampa bay lightning have won two cups and are going for a back-to-back-to-back um, and he was really the difference in most of their other series and why they are here today. But unfortunately, the offense couldn't really get anything going. I mean, in that overtime, Colorado had, I think it was like 12 shots to, to one in the ho- entire overtime. I mean, they were just coming at Tampa Bay in waves. Um, and it was it was crazy. Just, just an absolutely insane, oh, we got Irvin back in here. Here he comes. Irv, we got you back. We got you back. There we go. Yeah, the computer tripping. It's all good. Everyone just had to hear me talk for two minutes, so they're probably over me. So I'm going to pass it over to you. Like, What was your thoughts on, on tonight's game and uh, just how the game played out and, and your thoughts on it? I think it was a good game. It started off pretty back and forth. Tampa Bay been scoring pretty fast, so it was like, like for some reason the Avs just have mental lapses when it comes to defense. Um, but they got it together. Like you said, they dominated pretty much from the second period on. If it wasn't for Vasilevsky, this game could end at like 5-1, 6-1. Shit, maybe he, even worse than that. Yeah, he really he really stood on his head tonight and came up with a clutch performance. It's just his offense is letting him down, man, and – they're getting too much pressure in front of him at times. They're getting multiple flurries on shots. It's it's like Tampa Bay cannot flip the momentum once Colorado gets it going, and you can only last so long with a team like that because they're not going to stop coming at you. Like I told you before, they got three legit scoring lines, and their defense is rock. Their defense got to be rock solid because their goalie is, like, average at best. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's pretty damn bad, so – yeah, no, nah, he's uh he's definitely covered up by how good they are. And Colorado actually does have a, a great defense. It's just most people look at their defense because they're really good offensive players like Kale McCarr. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why people don't really necessarily look at the Avalanche and say, oh, that's a great defensive team. But they, I, I think their forwards even are great defensive players because, yeah. I mean, after that first period, like Tampa Bay really didn't get many good shots on the net. You know what I mean? And, like, that, even that headman goal, like, that dude, he just flipped it up, and it happened to go past him. Like, it wasn't a good shot. Yeah, they blocked a lot of shots tonight, too. How many did they block? Is there a number? They only blocked 20 shots. Tampa was blocking hella. Dude, Steven Stomko's blocked, like, six shots. Dude, <laughs> was throwing his body out there. Yeah, that dude was putting it all on the line. He is the leader. They're pretty much their best player. So, let me look it up. I mean, that was a – if. If you think about it, that was kind of a must-win game if you're Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah they had to win that game because I think this next game is probably might be close, but 
I don't see him winning game five at all. Yeah, no, and we were talking uh, texting back and forth during the game, and, and you mentioned something you said in, like, the overtime. You were like, dude, Tampa just looks gassed. Yeah. And that's just and alluding to something you said earlier. Like, Tampa – I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Colorado just comes at you in waves, and they just – dude, Tampa was just so tired at the end of that game, dude, and Colorado just looked like much the fresher team, dude. Yeah, they don't stop. Then the Mousers are talking about how long the series have went for the Avalanche. I mean, how long the series have went for uh, Tampa Tampa Bay throughout the playoffs, and the Avalanche only did one six-game series. Other than that, both the other series was was it a sweet was it, was a four-one. I think it was both five games and one. And yeah, both five games. So and then one one won a sweep. Yeah, one was a sweep, and then they had eight days off coming into the, the yeah. Stanley Cup. So. Much much more fresh team than than Tampa for sure. And Tampa, like you know, even though they swept Florida, their first round series was a tough one with with Toronto. Toronto, I mean, if you're if you're the Maple Leafs, bro, you gotta be kicking yourselves right now because you probably be in the Stanley Cup if it wasn't for Tampa, bro. And then uh, obviously the Rangers series was a tough series, and even though they won in six, like that was a grinded out type series. You know what I mean? It wasn't easy. That one went six or seven. That one went six. Six games. Remember, uh, New York took a two-game lead and then they lost. Yeah, four they lost row. every game. Yeah, okay. Uh, tougher, tougher. The blue, the blue shirts. Um, what's your thoughts going into game game five here? Going back to uh, Denver. Let me see if we have any lines out for it. Vasilevsky has to play the best game of his life because this game's on Friday. By the way, right now Colorado favored. Minus 164, Tampa Bay plus 149. Over under is six again, juice to the under, minus 120. What do you think? Everything was mostly even tonight except for the block shots. Takeaways and giveaways was pretty much even. It's just uh, Vasilevsky has to be perfect for them to win. And like you said. Yeah, but after the first period, too. Tampa Bay only had 17 shots on goal the rest of the game, and and the Avalanche had 25, dude. <laughs> yeah, so Nessa brought it up. They didn't get one shot off in overtime. Yeah, that was ugly, dude. Yeah, that overtime period, they got dominated. So, I mean, that game really flipped after mm-hmm. that first period, dude. And I thought it was uh, – once it was once it was one-to-one after the first, I was like, damn, dude. The fact that this is 1-1, I mean, that's a win for Colorado, bro. They're going into the locker room saying, dude – we just got to win these next two periods and we're walking out of here with a W going back home and we could take care of business. And I mean, it is a young team and obviously Tampa Bay does have the championship pedigree. Yeah, so but, you can't necessarily totally count them out, but I think we yeah. got to count them out. <laughs> Colorado's not playing like a young team at all. Kind of remind me of the Kings when they won the, the first, the first year they won the Stanley cup. So this seems much better than that Kings team was. I'm just saying, like, they won on the road a lot. They won a bunch of overtime games. No lead was pretty much safe with them. So look like looks like they're the team of destiny. Yep, I agree. I mean, we they've been the favorite of all year, though. I mean, well, this, bounce, this has well, to happen. Well, I'm just happy uh, what's-the-name ain't three-peating. You're over Tampa, huh? Yeah, you know. They don't deserve nothing nice. They already got a Super Bowl. Seriously, walked in back like walked backwards into the Super Bowl. <laughs> that shit ain't even fair. Are you wearing, are you wearing a bad religion shirt? Yes, sir. Hey, look at that. 
Swerving Irving, man. Always coming with the nice band tees. I like it. Rocking a Nas. Okay. Nazir yeah. Jones. Let's go. Favorite, what's your favorite Nas song? Man, I like the entire Ill- Illmatic record. But honestly, my favorite Nas song of all time is probably um, either Genesis or... I mean, honestly, my favorite record of his is probably It Was Written. I think that's, uh, like, front to back, one of my favorite records. Illmatic was really early. I was, like, fucking six years old when that record came out. You know what I mean? I like If I Rule the World. If I Rule the World was good, but that's, like, a commercial fucking. It don't matter. And then, uh, what's the name? One Mic. That's probably my favorite. That's a a good song, too. Mm -hmm. That's a good song. Ether might be. Uh, I know the song isn't like necessarily great, but just like the um, the sonic of the song, like how it's produced and and the just like how the whole song is, I think is a great song. Not necessarily the lyrics. It might be his worst lyrical song of all time, to be honest. But <laughs> the way that it it's just sonically put together, I think it, that's one of his finer finer joints right there. Did he take that beat from somebody, or he made that beat? Nah, that, someone produced it. Okay, yeah, that's that is a hard ass beat. Yeah, that beat's sick. But and and that's it. You know, everyone always says Nas was never good at choosing beats. You know what I mean? So that one <laughs> goes to him. It just so happens that it's not his best lyrical joint. That's usually what he fucking kills it at. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> both his new records have been pretty good. King's Disease, dude, those have been fucking pretty fire. Right, I haven't I haven't listened to him. I'll check them out. I know he got some. He made some good ass investments and made some big money. Yeah, in, in crypto, it. hopefully he didn't hang on to those investments. <laughs> no, remember he the ones the, the inventions were like he invested in Ring and something else, and Amazon bought both of them. Oh I shit! Forget. I didn't know that. Yeah, he made a lot of money off that. I do know that he was an early investor in Bitcoin, though. Oh well, hopefully he sold it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was early. He really ain't losing because. Yeah, no, I mean, if he bought it, like, I don't know how early, though. I, oh, just, okay. I just know I I heard him talking about it in, like, 2014. Oh, yeah, well, he was early, early. But, I mean, imagine if he got it in, like, 2010 when it was, like, a cent. Those oh, dudes yeah. put, like, $100 in, and they're fucking billionaires, or they were at one point. <laughs> yeah, that one dude that uh, was playing Minecraft, he checked his and see how much money he was worth and disappeared. Oh, what? Change. So he was he was a Minecraft player, and his friends reminded him like, "Hey man, what happened to that money you put in Bitcoin, right?" And he did it like in I think 2010, 2011. This was like twenty nineteen, oh, and he checked shit. it and he logged out, and they was trying to call him and text him, and he completely ghosted him. Did they he hit him back up like three months later and came back? He had like four hundred and some million in his Bitcoin wallet. Jesus, hopefully he sold it. Yeah, he should have. Dude, that's tough moving that kind of money, though, dude. Like, how do you, like, you can't fucking, like, wire that kind of money. You know what I mean? Like, you got to go to the bank and you got to explain what happened. Yeah. And then you got to, like, open fucking 20 bank accounts and shit just to fucking put it on, dude. Yeah, because one bank ain't going to let you hold that much in that one account unless. Hell no. They're only going to insure up to 250,000. See, I mean, that kind of money, dude, you got to go to, like, a fucking, one of those, like, Panama banks, dude, offshore. Yeah, private bank. You go bank with, uh, what's your boy name? Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Why is that my boy? Because I'm white? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not your boy. What's his name? I can't think of his name. Who owns Berkshire Hathaway? Fucking Warren Buffett. Yeah, Warren Buffett. Not the singer. And he from Utah? He grew up in Utah, right? Nah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, okay. He's a, and he still lives there, too. Jerry Buss is from Utah. That's who he was born in Utah. Was he? Yeah. Interesting. Well, great segue, by the way. Let's talk about some NBA basketball. We got uh, we got the NBA draft coming up tomorrow. A lot of reports have come out this week about Kyrie Irving specifically. Um, so today a report comes out that the Nets and Kyrie are far off on contract talks. So basically the Nets want to offer a four-year deal, but they only want to guarantee two years of the deal because – Kyrie has, you know, has issues staying on the on the floor, and then yeah, those- he keeps staying on the floor. He refused to get vaccinated. He only played what like 35, 40 games last year. And I think less plus, than that. Oh, plus the playoffs. So and they got swept in the playoffs. I think he only played like thirty games all year. Damn, less than that, that dude. Yeah, because I know they brought it up. They said in the last three years he only played one hundred and three games. And they said this year alone, Kevon Looney played 104. <laughs> yep. It's crazy, bro. And on top of that, like, if you're if you're an NFL, or I'm sorry, NFL owner, I was about to compare this to the NFL, but if you're an NBA owner, you know, you want to protect yourself because you don't want to invest five, five years, four or five years in a guy, and then he doesn't play, and you lose, you're locked up in that money because the NBA is a, a soft cap. So if he mm-hmm. can't go – and that's like a quarter of your salary cap. You're fucked. Yeah, then he's a new owner at that, too. So he definitely want to protect his investment. And then Kyrie saying what he said to the media doesn't help. That like, basketball isn't his number one priority and all this good stuff and refusing to be vaccinated, which is his choice. But at the end of the day, it's affect his team. And I said that's one of the main reasons why what's the name wanted to leave when James Harden got traded because he didn't want to keep dealing with Kyrie uh, not being – 100% committed to the team and the goal of winning the championship. So now the Nets could be in a picky, a sticky situation because if they do have to move Kyrie, because he could just opt out and leave for free. So I know they ain't going to want to let him walk for nothing. So they might have to start looking at signing trades if they that far off on contract talks. Because it's talks of him being interested in the Lakers, the Clippers. So if he does leave New York, he might land on one of the LA teams. I mean, he could be interested in anyone. The problem mm-hmm. is, is are those teams interested in, interested him? in him? Yeah, so that's true too. And I think the Lakers are one team that would definitely be interested in him for the simple fact that, like, they're in a dog shit situation with Westbrook. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're the Nets, like, this is the thing with the Nets is if you trade Kyrie Irving. You basically you probably have to trade Kevin Durant because I can't assume he's gonna like want to be there with Russell Westbrook in a rebuild year. You know what I mean? Like, because because trading Kyrie for Russ is good for the simple fact that after this year, that's forty seven million off your books, right? So you can potentially go get another free agent, but then at the same time, it's like Kevin Durant's gonna be what thirty five years old next year. You know, thirty four. How old is he? He's thirty three right now, right? Yeah, look it up. It's like 33 or 34. So at, at this point in his career, it's it's tough to just waste a year of his of Yeah, his he's career. 33, and he'll be 34 in September. 
this. So next season, not this coming season, but the next season, he'll be 35. So it's like, will Kevin Durant want to wait a year? So I think that's a sticky situation if you're the Nets. However, it does give you an opportunity to really kickstart a rebuild because you drafted Cam Thomas last year. He was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get off of your two max salary players and you're left with Ben Simmons, who, if Ben Simmons is healthy, is a decent like solid, solid, yeah, he's a solid player. Uh-huh. So I mean, it gives you an opportunity to kind of rebuild quicker. Plus, you have that free agent money next season. So, would Bradley Bill be interested in teaming up with KD if they were to get rid of? Mm, that's interesting. I mean, he did opt out. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, the only the only thing is, is that the Nets can't just let Kyrie walk and sign somebody because they're they need that bird those bird rights. That's yes, true. And I don't think Washington would be I I mean I doubt they would be interested in in flipping Beal for um for Kyrie Irving, you know? Yeah. So I mean Washington is like they got to rebuild. They're at yeah. a, they're at a point where it's like they need to stop pre faking, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're not a contender. They just need to go trade everybody that's a big salary and just start building up draft capital just do what okc do stink for a couple three four years and then maybe if you draft right and make the right trade you could be a contender yep that's the best way to do it dude and i think sam presti the gm of the oklahoma city thunder one of the most intelligent general managers in basketball and he always he drafts very well dude he's drafted lou dort drafted westbrook drafted kd i mean he's Drafted Harden, he he drafted a lot of great players, dude. So he knows what he's doing. And Josh Giddy looked great last year too. Shea Gilgis Alexander, I mean, there's options for him. I was on uh, Maple's show and I was talking about maybe they could flip SGA for uh, Jalen Brown because it makes sense for both the Celtics. Doesn't really, I mean, at this point, Oklahoma City could do anything and make sense. But that don't make sense if they get SGA. Who they'll be right back in the finals? Honestly, that's what I'm saying. But it's like at the same time, it's like SGA's a point guard and Giddy's a point guard. And Giddy you have under like a rookie scale contract. So it's like, you know, you're obviously not going to contend. You can get Jalen Brown in some assets. Yeah. But I don't know. Healthy, healthy Middleton. Yeah. I think the Bucks might be right back in the next year, honestly. I mean, as long as you got 34 on the floor, you're, you're probably always going to be the favorite. Until y'all trade him, nah. The, I think he's gonna retire a buck unless he don't, he don't need to. No, nah, he definitely doesn't need to. But he need we, to get traded to Las Vegas when they get their team. Oh, I love that. Giannis, Giannis in a big market. That's what that's what he deserves. I love that. I was gonna say if I seen him getting traded, it would be like with uh to Dallas with Luca, him and Luca. Because I mean, like there there is gonna come a point with the Bucks, where, you know, Drew and Middleton are going to be older and they're not going to be as good. And mm-hmm. Milwaukee never attracts free agents regardless of who's on their team. So that's not happening. He's probably going to and the, and the, the team will probably do him a solid too and be like, Hey, where you want to be traded to bro? Like you don't deserve this anymore. <laughs> we trade him to LA. I uh, fuck dude. I hope not. He don't deserve that. He we trade him to the Warriors. <laughs> With Luca, bro, I want to see him and Luca together. That'd be a sick tandem, bro. 
Nah, I don't want to see that because they gonna. I gotta then I to deal with Dallas fans, and there's two Dallas fans in the group that I don't like hearing from at all ever. <laughs> I got I got I got enough dealing with Luca. They don't deserve Dallas. Doesn't deserve uh, anything nice or what? Nah, I think Giannis. What about trading to Miami? Yeah, I mean Miami just doesn't have any assets because if you trade New York, obviously we're talking like three or four years down the yeah. line, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, you're gonna—he's gonna command like a ton of assets, dude. So, How old is he gonna be if he was it three, four years from now? He's gonna be forty-one. What? I mean, not forty-one, thirty-one. Thirty-one. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn, he's still gonna be low key in his prime a little bit. Yeah. The only thing is, is that like, I'm not sure how his eight, how his game's gonna grace, like mm-hmm. age. You know what I mean? He's got to develop like a. He's definitely gotta continue to develop that. Big point shoot. That well, just a mid mid range, but I mean, this year he 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 attempted less dunks than he's ever has in his career. Like, there's an ongoing joke on Bucks Twitter that we miss seeing Giannis dunk on people. Yeah, well, his mid game got a lot better. He saw I saw him make a lot of turnaround fadeaways this year too. So, hella worked on it, but he's gonna yeah, have he, to. Yeah, if he keep doing that, then he's gonna be unstoppable. Should he damn near unstoppable now? So, yep. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Well, you got to work on his free throws, too. Well, that's the weird thing, dude. Is he shot like 73% during the regular season. In the playoffs, he shot like 59%. That's horrible. And, like, last year, was it was opposite. He shot bad in the in the regular season. He shot good. And remember in the finals, he had that game where he shot like 17-17 free throws. That Shit. last game, though, the 50-burger. Put him on the map, dude. The GOAT, bro. Future GOAT. He could be a goat if he win. What he's got to win six championships, right, and don't lose one. Why is that? Because that's what everybody said about Jordan: six and six. Nah, that's that's just like the dumbest argument. So what about the other fucking? They don't. That those other years don't years matter. Played. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like Skip Bayless said, it only matters what he got there, what he did on the big stage. I'll never understand that argument. <laughs> I will never but, understand it, bro. Yeah, but like us, like most people say, I got a Michael Jordan autograph right there. Michael Jordan was my idol growing up, dude. Like, how did you get a Michael Jordan autograph? Did you see that video that came out today? Some kids saw him. I don't take pictures. I don't take pictures. I got pictures. that. My mom got that for me for my eighth birthday, dude. I've had it ever since. Damn, a Michael Jordan autograph. That that was my idol, dude. Like you don't understand. Like I fucking would I would worship the ground he walked on. My room, I had that six six figure, that cardboard cutout figure of Michael Jordan. Like everything was Michael Jordan, dude. Like that was my guy, bro. That's why he's the goat. And I honestly, I hated LeBron when he first came into the league because he got all this attention. And you got to remember, LeBron's only a year older than me. So like when I was in high school playing basketball, like I'm seeing him get all this attention. Obviously, he's way the fuck better than me. But I'm just like, damn, dude, this kid's just in high school, like. How are they going to give him all this hype? Call him the next best thing. He was the chosen one, bro. I he seen was. him play. I seen him play at the Nike thing and uh and uh when he used to do the open run stuff in my modern day. Just a beast, huh? That dude was a monster. Yeah, not incredible. What really changed my uh when I really started in accepting how good he was was in 2007 when he when he beat the Pistons, dude. Basically yeah, by himself, was, dude. That shit was incredible, bro. Yeah, that team was pretty damn good too. And he just yeah, he took that team completely apart. Completely. And then in two thousand eleven, 
when he lost to the Mavericks, had one of the worst finals performances of all time. Yeah, they had six points the last game. He he took the heat, dude, all summer long, took the heat, and bounced back and had one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen by a player, and he won a championship. Yeah, he was. He was his, those next, what, two, three years in Miami, he was a monster. I mean, for the next, like, eight years after that. Yeah, I know, I'm just saying, but if he went to eight straight finals, like, I don't think we ever going to see that again. That's unreal, bro. And people are like, well, the East is weak. It's like, bro. Nobody else was doing it. Nobody else <laughs> doing it since, dude. Like, what are we talking about here, man? Like, doing yeah. that is impressive, especially considering some of the teams he was on. Yeah, you just got to give credit what credit is due. Because that, that last Cavs team, they got swept by the Warriors. It was no, they had no business being in the <laughs> they, Dude, they had no business winning a playoff series, dude. <laughs> like, LeBron literally had to fucking carry them every series to the finals. Like, that's tough to do, bro. Yeah. That's why, like, I think what really would have solidified Giannis, like, as far as, like, his uh, place amongst history, if he beat Celtics this year without Middleton, man, you, y'all would have wanted to mute me, dude. Because <laughs> that would have been one of – that would have been a great feat, dude. Because that Celtics team was good, man. Yeah, that Celtics team was good. I don't see how they lost to, to the Warriors. But... They don't have a point guard. They needed a point guard. Literally, that's why you get SGA. <sighs> Bro, yeah, him and Tatum, bro. they would have to, they wouldn't have to give up Smart either. They would be able to keep Smart too, huh? Yeah, honestly, you know, thinking about it, might even want to try to trade Smart because while Smart's like a good player, I look at him more like a uh, a small Draymond Green, but not as good of a passer as Draymond Green. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, he's not a good passer. He's a better shooter. Yeah. That's as good a defender. Yeah, it makes kind of sense. The smaller Draymond Green. But I don't know, man. Draymond Green is just overhyped to me. That dude's his offensive game got so trash now. It's horrible. Yeah, but he yeah. makes up for it, like you said, with his playmaking and his defense. So yep. Not, that's the thing, is like you if you uh what what really changed in that Warrior series, which I noticed was they stopped giving Draymond the ball and really took him off the ball and put the ball in Steph Curry's hands, and that's really what changed that whole series, dude. Steph's just – Steph one-on-one. Who got the number one pick tomorrow? Uh, the Orlando Magic. Are they taking Chet or are they taking Ivy? No, they're not taking Ivy. They have, like, fucking 35 point guards on their roster, dude. <laughs> They've drafted two point guards the last two years. There's no way they take another point Oh, well, they're taking a big man in for sure. Yeah, and then there's also, I mean, obviously, right when they got the first pick, there was reports that they're going to let Mo Bamba walk. <clears throat> so, obviously, that leads the way. They still have Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, I think they're going to take Jabari Smith. I think I think, um, I think, think Jabari Smith, in the eyes of evaluators, is just the safer More pick. NBA ready. Yeah, and he's the safer pick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Chet, you're – there is development in the body that needs to happen. The skills are all there for sure. But some teams, especially like the Magic, who don't develop players very well, you know what I mean? Like they're probably like, hey, man, let's just take the safer pick. Let's take Jabari Smith. We already have Wendell Carter Jr. We could put him next to him. So if he's not as good of a defender, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Wendell Carter Jr. can cover up in the back end. You, dra- you drafted uh, Franz Wagner last year, and you drafted um, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. You yeah. also have Cole Anthony Jr. You have Markel Fultz coming back. And remember, Markel Fultz, before he got that knee injury, was looking good. 
Yeah, exactly. Looking like a number one pick. Yeah, he started looking good again. So I think it only makes sense that the Magic take Jabari Smith number one. I I, I mean, if I was them, I would take Chet Holmgren because I think he's also a plug-and-play type player. I just think that um, – I just think – I don't know, dude. <laughs> the NBA is fucking weird, dude. The NBA – we could all think one thing's gonna happen, and then tomorrow is a totally different thing, bro. Especially because a lot of trades gotta, happen. He got to work on his physical. His physical. He got to work on his body and get more a little bit more physical. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like Jabari Smith got to grow into his frame too. He's not much bigger than Chet. Oh, okay. And he doesn't have as good of handles. He's not as good of a defender. And he shot forty two percent from three, but Chet Holmgren shot forty percent from three, and he also blocked four point four balls a game. So that's a wash. So I, that's why I'm saying, like, me personally, I'm taking Chet Holmgren. I think the Magic are going to take, take Jabari Smith. Okay. Number two, we got uh, who's who's drafting number two? Houston or uh, no? I'm sorry, OKC. OKC. They definitely taking Chet Holmgren if he if he drops to him, dude. That's a Sam Presti pick all the way. Put him next to Pokushevsky too. Two fucking seven footers that could shoot the three and dribble. Woo! That'll be nice. Yeah, and both both dudes got to get stronger too, so they can fucking put them in the weight room together. <laughs> <laughs> we work out. We work out, buddies. <laughs> yep. No, I think I think OKC got some good things going on, dude. Hey, the Rockets got the third pick. Yeah, I think the Rockets would love to have Chad fall to him too. Is they gonna take well the mock draft got him taking Paolo. If I was Houston, personally I would take Jaden Ivey. Mm-hmm. Because you could put him next to Gerald Green. He's immediately gonna be the better defender because the one thing Gerald Green does lack, or I'm sorry, not Gerald Green, Jalen Green, the one thing he does lack is he's not a good defender. Okay. And you that's what um the Warriors did really well with Steph is they acknowledge that really quickly. They go out and get Clay Thompson, one of the best three and D players in his prime. Right now, yeah. I'm not saying Jaden Ivey is Clay Thompson, but he's immediately going to be a better defender. And he has the ability to be a great offensive player. Like we're talking Derek Rose type player in his prime. What about Jalen Dern? Where do you see him going? Jalen Duren, I think, is going to fall like uh, a little bit down the draft. I think he's going to go ten, top ten. Okay. I think he's like, I, there's a place in this league for guys that are athletic and can defend the rim because outside of three point shooting, the next best trait is probably protecting the rim because you can't give up easy buckets in the NBA, dude. You know what I mean? So I think he has his place if he can ever develop an offensive game outside of just being a lob catcher. I think that only benefits him. But even at the worst, dude, you're getting a guy that can get out on the perimeter and defend the perimeter, plus he can block shots and rebound at a very, very high level. You saw what, what about, it did for the Warriors. What, with about our, mm-hmm. what about our boy from um, from the Bay, from uh, Seaside? Jamari Bouye? Mm-hmm. I, dude, I love Jamari Bouye, bro. I, I lived in Monterey for when he was in high school, so I'm, I'm very, very – familiar with him i saw him play at palma high school he was excellent one, one of the best players out of the 831 um mm-hmm. goes to san francisco he really developed man he had a great senior season and i think it only boosted him i think if he didn't have that good of a senior season he would have really have to grind i think he's going to be a second round pick 
A lot of people are saying he has the offensive capabilities of Jordan Poole, but I keep having to remind people that he is only six feet tall and Jordan Poole is 6'3". And those three <laughs> inches are a big difference in the NBA, dude. Because yeah, Jordan Poole is not a great defender by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, he got played off the floor in the finals. Yeah, but if, if you're 6'3", at least I have a little more faith in you. Whereas if you're 6'1", and not a good defender, I can't hide you very well because anybody can fucking attack you, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think at best you're looking at a guy that can give you some offense off the bench, a great like six man type player, a guy that can run your second unit offense. Okay. But I'm not sure he's going to be uh, much better than that. Similar to Malachi Flynn uh, for Toronto, who played at San Diego State. Okay. Like, dude, he was he was one of the runners up. Like he was a top five player, national player of the year. But the problem is, is at the NBA level, he's just too small, bro. Who's the sleeper of the draft? The sleeper? Man. I mean, you've heard me talk about Jalen Williams from Arkansas. I don't think he'll ever be a star, but I think he's going to be a fucking guy that's going to be around this league for a very long time because he works extremely hard, um, and he does – he could switch out on the perimeter and defend. He could protect the rim, and he's a great rebounder. I think you always need those kind of guys on your team. But as far as, like, star potential from a late-round pick – Oh, man. Uh, I'd probably say, like, Nikola Jovic. Mm-hmm. The simple fact that, like, he has everything you want from an NBA prospect. He could shoot the three. He could dribble. He's 6'10". You know what I mean? He could pass at a high level. The only thing is, is he's not an excellent defender. And if you think Chet Holmgren is skinny, you should see this kid, dog. Like, <laughs> he definitely needs to fucking hit the weight room, dude. Okay, so the last one I'm actually about because the, the top five you got Jabari, Chet, Paolo, Jaden, Keegan Murray. Who does he remind you of? Keegan Murray? Mm-hmm. Man, Keegan Murray reminds me of like, uh, I, I think at best he's going to be like Richard Lewis. Like he's going to be a guy that will be a great three point shooter that's like 6'9, six, 6'10. Six, he can rebound, okay. maybe handle the ball a little, but. I don't think he'll ever be like a. If he's the second best player on your team, you're drafting the lottery every year. Yikes! Yeah. So basically, after the top four, is going to be a big drop off. Well, I mean, I think that's like it's like that in every draft. Very rarely do you like hit a fucking superstar, but I think Dyson Daniels has very good mm-hmm. potential. I have him as a sixth best pro, sixth best prospect. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a big boomer bust there. Like, I could see him being absolute dog shit and being out of the league. And I could see him being a fucking an all-star, a fucking nine-time all-star. Okay. I think Shading Sharp, another similar thing. He was supposed to go to Kentucky, didn't play a single game at Kentucky. So there's questions about, you know, like off-the-court issues, right? Extremely okay. gifted offensively. But we haven't seen him play it, like, at even the college level. So how do we know how he's going to play? You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just a, a lot of unknowns there. You know, what hey, I mean? he's a projected top 10 pick. Yeah, because he is, he's gifted dude. But so is fucking, um, Jaden Hardy kid from Las Vegas, Nevada, dude, skipped out on college, goes to the G league, doesn't have a very good year. And then there's all these reports that I'm hearing, like, from people out here in Vegas, and this kid's from Vegas, and I'm hearing that he's not a hard worker, he's lazy, he's just, uh, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for when someone's, like, coddled? Uh, spoiled. Spoiled. 
like he's just they they question the, that work ethic and like I don't want that kind of guy if I'm fucking gonna pay him millions of dollars, dude. Yeah, you don't want yeah you don't want those you don't want those kind of red flags at all at all. I think Kennedy Chandler could be really good. A lot of reports coming out that during workouts with teams, primarily the Bucks, worked out with Ty Ty Washington. And I guess like reports are coming out that he shit all over Ty Ty Washington, just like made Ty Ty Washington look bad. As you can see, I don't even have Ty Ty Washington in my top 30, dude. Because mm. I, I, I think that kid is going to be Andre Miller. So if you like Andre Miller, congratulations. A dude that doesn't jump. Sheesh. But Andre Miller worked hard, and I don't think Ty Ty Washington works hard. Okay. I also don't know him. I'm just going based off reports, so keep that in mind. I got you. <clears throat> but no, I'm really looking forward to this NBA draft. I think this is a deep draft, Irvin. I think we're going to get a lot of players that are going to play in this league for a very long time. I just think that the, the superstar potential – is minimized here, similar to um, you know the draft 2019 or 20 with Lamelo and stuff. I think it's a similar type draft where we're, it's going to be a lot of players that are going to be able to play. It's just very few of them are going to be like Lamelo Ball. And uh, boy from Minnesota, he was balling number one pick from Minnesota. Yeah, he was. Anthony he was number Edwards. Pick. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, baller dude. Yeah. Everyone questioned whether he liked basketball and shit. No, nah, I was comparing him to D-Wade coming out of college. I'm like, yeah, that dude's going to be nice. No, nah, I mean, I think he has more potential than D-Wade because D-Wade never developed a three-point shot. He already got that. Yeah, his three-pointer is pretty damn cold. It's just D-Wade was a fucking hell of a defender, too. Yeah, and a slasher. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't stop his ass from getting to the rim. <laughs> uh, and he could finish through contact like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 four game stretch versus the Mavericks, motherfucker was Michael Jordan reincarnated. <laughs> we also shot like sixty five free throws in two games. Hey, he was. That's what happens. You can't stop him driving to the rack. All that contact. Uh, he was nice, dude. He was. Yeah, don't try, don't try to don't, 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 don't cook up none of your so called uh, two thousand two Lakers and Kings. Who? Yeah, I remember he was like, when the Lakers beat the Kings, there was a lot of controversy around that game. Well, there is controversy, but it, <clears throat> I still think the Lakers were obviously the better team. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pages shouldn't have hit the side of the damn backboard. He could have won the Kings still had a whole other game to win, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you got screwed out of one game, but you still have a whole other game. What's the excuse then, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they had that game at home, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, like I said, Pages hit the side of the backboard. Yeah. No, they don't. They didn't deserve to win, dude. They can cry about it all they want. <laughs> you know, it is what what's it is. The, what's the odds on them making the playoffs next year? The Kings, mm-hmm. fucking probably like a fucking Lamborghini, <laughs> dude. Like, there's no fucking <laughs> way they're gonna. Hold on, did you say you make the playoffs? Yeah, they haven't made the playoffs in, what, 17 years now? Oh, 18 make, years? To make the playoffs, I mean, now that there's, like, 10 teams, dude, I think there's, like, a better chance. But, yeah, dude, I would still, like, I wouldn't bet it. <laughs> you know what I mean? At all. <laughs> I would not not take a bet for the Kings to make the playoffs. But if you think about the West, like, all right, we're hearing reports now that DeAndre Ayton probably won't be back for yeah. the Suns, so they're probably going to be worse, right? Plus, mm-hmm. CP3 is a year older. He looked wash. Yep. Um. 
the Pelicans should be better given health. The Clippers, the Clippers are going to be better, but again, like they got to stay healthy, and that's been a big if. Yeah, they don't ever stay healthy. And Kawhi's only going to be a year older. How's how old is Kawhi now? Like 32, 33? Let's see. I think he graduated from high school a year before, year after me. What year did you graduate? 2009? 2008. 30. Yeah, he's 30, so. You know. And Paul George is 32. Yeah, Paul George getting older. And that team does have a lot of older pieces. And then Robert Covington posted on Instagram today that like he was going fucking MIA because he's like mentally not stable and shit. Like, shout out, dude. Well, hopefully he gets that together. You know, yeah, that's you a, that's in your pitch. in your thoughts, dude. That's pretty sad stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but Dallas is uh Dallas will be better, right? Yeah. Houston will be better. Oklahoma City will be better. Memphis will be better. Minnesota will be better. Um, Portland, you know, getting Jeremy Grant. I'm not sure what that really does for them. I don't. Yeah, it's not going to do a lot. Kind of torn, but I mean, that's the one thing. They've always been missing was a fucking a defensive wing, and I I really like uh, Nasir Little out of North Carolina for them. I thought he I thought he was nice. Anthony Simons is really good too, but problem with Anthony Simons and Dwayne Wade is neither of them are good defenders, so you can't really play them together during the regular season, sure, but in the playoffs, like dude, those dudes are gonna get cooked, bro. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Portland could be better, though. They should probably make the playoffs, dude. If they got Dame, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. You don't agree with that? What? That Portland's going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to miss it two years in a row. I mean, they just got to stay healthy. They had a bunch of injuries last year. And trading CJ didn't help, but, you know, they just had to break it up. Yeah, no, it was time. They should have done that shit three years ago, to be honest. Denver's yeah. going to be better, too. Denver's going to be yeah, better. Yeah, because be Jamal Murray going to come back. And Michael Porter Jr., uh, San Antonio, if they trade DeJounte Murray, which I don't fucking understand what, why they would do that. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, if they trade him, dude, it's not going to be fucking pretty for them. Dude. Yeah, complete rebuild. Greg Popovich should just retire and go to another squad. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, dude, like, I don't think the Kings are going to make the playoffs because we just named, like, nine teams that are better than them. <laughs> so, I don't, yeah, unless, unless a miracle happens. Yeah, so I think they're fucking cooked, dude, so they can count that shit out. I Honestly, dude, I, th- I thought they should have traded Darren Fox, but, you know, thinking about it, I don't think that they were able to because I can't imagine that any GM was, like, willing to take on that contract. Mm-hmm. So... Well, Felipe, Felipe posted something in the chat saying that they could have they could have got from up under. They should have never traded Holly Burton. Yeah, that was a dumbass trade, bro. <laughs> bro, I told Rocco when it happened. He was like, "No, nah, I think that's a good trade." I was like, "No, bro, like oh, that was a horrible trade." Sabonis is a big man that doesn't protect the rim. Like, yeah, if you don't protect the rim, you better be as good as fucking Jokic, dude. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I need from you if you can't defend the rim. You're yep. useless to me, bro. You're useless. Damn, what the king? What are the kings doing? Vladi not the still the GM, is he? Nah, they're but they're still being the kings. Yeah, that's true. So it is, I guess they just they just cursed. Well, there's like reports coming out that. Well, first I I heard a report that Jaden Ivey's team called the Sacramento Kings and told them not to draft him. But, then, the, but then a report came out today saying that. 
that uh, Sacramento hasn't been in contact with Jaden Ivey's team. So I don't know which one is true. It could be smoke from both sides, but it could also mean that Sacramento is definitely trading that pick. Yeah, I think they are too. Because, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. Sacramento's in a fucking, they're in a, they have a, they're in a mess, dude. They're in an absolute fucking mess of a situation. <laughs> Shout out Felipe. Hopefully y'all get it together. The crazy thing is, too, is their owner's like hella smart, dude. Like a, a very intelligent man. Yeah. But he just, I don't know, dude. I don't know what's up with the Kings. He's not hiring, he's not hiring the right people, put it basically. Yeah, I mean, I thought... Thought when Vladi Divac drafted like three centers, thought that was time. Thought that was a sign for him to go, dude. But they still held on to him and still kept fucking riding it. Oh man, I still can't believe he passed on Lucas. <laughs> dude, but I mean, like to be honest, like a lot of people had they were still questioning, like, oh, will that translate over to America? And it's like, bro, you this know, dude. Just- but it's not. If you had two eyes, a twenty twenty vision, and watched him play basketball, his game would have translated to any league. Man, there's, um, there's people you there's people you interact with that told me that he was going to be fucking Tony Kukoc 2.0. Tony Kukoc wasn't a bad player, so I don't yeah, see how that's But Luke is also already better than he ever was. Yeah, I know what I'm just saying. Saying that, cause you got, yeah, okay, he, he was an international player, so of course it's going to be some type of... You know, why, we always, why do we always have to like relate white players to white players? Well, he's not white. He's, he's European. This is different. He's not an American Why is it white. different? Because he's he, he bro, he's been playing professional basketball since he was fifteen. I know, but but for like for a good like fifteen year period, Irving, every fucking seven foot white dude that came around was the next Dirk. Like why 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 was he the next Dirk, dude? Because Dirk was a monster, and he was white. That's fine, Kristoff. Um, the dude before him, Barnani. Says you gotta, bro. Barnani, they got that produce- dude. He was I he was man, he was cold. I don't know how the hell he didn't work out, but you just gotta compare him to who they was relatable to. There was a seven foot tall white guy that could shoot, dribble, and handle the ball. So compare him to Dirk. Before Dirk, like you said, Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was a beast. No, nah, Tony Kukoc was nice. Don't get me so, wrong, but Scotty Pippen quit on his team because of Tony Kukoc was gonna get the last shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible, bro. I, I would have never thought Scottie Pippen would do some shit like that. But I keep telling no. people, bro, like professional sports is a business, dude. Yeah, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to live with the decisions that your coach gonna make. Yeah, but at the same time, is like if you're a player, like you, you know, I don't. Well, well Scottie Pippen is kind of delusional because he thought he's, he think he's on the same level as Michael Jordan, so. <laughs> so Man, honestly, I just think people are so. I think Scotty is so tired of people shitting on him and like being like, "Oh, he's just Jordan's sidekick." That finally he was just like, "Dude, I'm so fucking like." Imagine how mentally taxing that has to be. Dude. It's okay to be a Robin, bro. You're probably the greatest Robin in in the history of basketball. Yeah, just but in- I mean, like, dude. I, Imagine hearing that your whole life, like half of your life, dude. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, hey, it's it's Michael Jordan's teammate." Is well, you know I mean? he played with the greatest, well, who many consider the greatest professional. Not just no, it's true. You're, you're, many, you're, a lot of people consider Michael Jordan the greatest professional athlete ever, next to Wayne Gretzky. So, I mean, Michael Jordan, he created a whole new market for professional athletes. Yeah, off so of, off of what they did, so. 
on and off the court. If I was Jordan teammate, I wouldn't be complaining. I get that. I totally get that. But as like a human being, when you always have to hear that, I think that it can be. Well, you should have demanded a trade then. Like, suck it up, money. <laughs> like, like don't, don't wait all these years and try to come out and say, oh, yeah, Mike didn't win nothing until he got me. Da-da-da-da-da. So you really think Mike would have never won a championship if he didn't have Scottie Pippen as a teammate? We'll never know. We will never. We can debate it till the fucking the sun comes up tomorrow, but we'll never know. I'll, I'll bet every penny I'm going to make for the rest of my life that Mike would have won a ring without. But there's no way to prove it, so you're betting nothing, dude. We got to go hot tub time machine. We'll go back in time. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna be Jerry. I'm gonna be. So what, if, what if they trade? What if, what if they were to trade? Like, let's just say they trade Scotty Pippen for like. I, I would have traded Scotty Pippen for Shaq. Yeah, they, the magic would have never done that. <laughs> dude, Shaq was like the next best. I would have traded. Dude. I would have traded. I would have traded Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen and got Shaq and teamed him up with Michael Jordan. Nah, there was no. There's no way that would have happened, dude. What was a GM name? Jerry Crawl Cross, wherever his name was. That would have been nasty though. MJ and Shaq, dude. Watch it. But then it you know crazy. what? You know what, Irv? If that were to happen, then Kobe may never have been Kobe. Nah, because then Shaq would have left the Bulls in 98. <laughs> There's no way he'd leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dog. Come oh, on. Oh, man. So you, it's called the butterfly effect, dude. You change one thing and you change everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it goes. I mean, Kobe would have been teammates with Tim Duncan, and they would have won, like, seven in a row. Maybe Kobe would have been a Charlotte Hornet, dude. Nah, they would have traded him. Who... Who knows what happens if Shaq gets traded, dude? That changes the course of history, bro. It changes <laughs> everything. Maybe Jordan doesn't retire in 98 if he has a fucking young Shaq. And he goes on to win eight straight titles with Shaq. And then your boy, and then, woof. Man, hey, you ever seen that movie or that TV show, uh, The Man in the High Castle? Nah, I've never watched that. Well, it's, it's about, it's also a book. You should read the book. The book's really good. It's basically a reverse history, like, if the Nazis won the war and how, like, America would be. Like, we'd be, we'd be run by Nazis and, and, uh, and, uh, Japan, right? Damn. I'm going to create a movie about what would have happened if they traded for Shaq and how the course of history would have changed. Yeah. We got a movie, dude. Sheesh. We got a movie. <laughs> Science fiction, baby. Shout out Scotty Pippen. <laughs> I'm in some Gucci flip flops tomorrow. Shit. Man, we're getting way off track. Let's talk about some <laughs> let's talk about some MLB futures. Hey, it's all good. We can get off track, dude. As long as it's good talk. MLB futures. Let's talk about some uh, MVP numbers right now. So let's talk about uh, AL MVP. So right now, Aaron Judge is an ex- uh, heavy favorite, minus one hundred and five to win AL MVP. Shohei yeah. Otani plus four seventy four. Uh, Mike Trout plus five hundred. Jose Ramirez plus eight sixty nine, and Rafael Devers plus fifteen hundred. What do you think about them? If things stay the way they do, then Aaron Judge is probably going to comfortably win the MVP. Now, if Shohei gets hot, then 
Bro, after these last two days, Shohei's probably going to be in the number one spot, bro. I'm not even lying. Yeah, because if he gets high, because you got to think he's a two-way player. So if he's pitching at a high level and hitting at the level he was last year, then he could probably win back-to-back MVPs. But Judge, I don't know, man. He's hitting too many solo home runs for me. Like, his team needs to learn how to get on base, and this dude could have – his numbers right now is pretty damn good. If he had a team that could get on base. Well, Irv, he had bases loaded today, and he struck out. That's just well. He's the king of the solo home run right now. Shout out to Yankee fans. I can't wait till they come back to Earth and lose in the playoffs. Their starting pitching is already coming back to Earth. Jordan Montgomery gave up fucking four earned runs today. Nestor mm. Cortez gave up four yesterday. They got James yeah. Tyon going on the hill against a uh, Houston tomorrow, which I'm gonna get to. Yeah, and, and we know what type of pitcher that dude is. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Angels but, win the yeah, five think- nothing. Otani. I think Otani went the distance, maybe, dude. Yeah, I think Otani is going to come down to him, Judge. And who's in third place? Uh, Third place, I believe, is Mike Trout. Oh, yeah, Trout is always going to be an MVP, kind of top two, three, one in the MVP conversation. That's just how good that dude is, so you can never take nothing away from him. Devers has proven itself to be really pretty damn good. Um <laughs> I don't know. Was Jose Ramirez anywhere near the top? Yeah, dude. I was going to say, like, if Jose Ramirez wasn't playing for Cleveland, he's probably the front runner right now, to be well, honest. Why did he sign that contract with them? Well, I mean, I don't blame him. Like, keeps. Yeah, I don't blame him either, but he could have got way more in the open market. Maybe, but I mean, you got to remember, dude. Like, his it's whole all about being comfortable, and that's where he wants to be. His family's there. Like, he's familiar family. with the organization. They've taken care of him since he was a kid, basically. Yeah, loyalty, I get it, but. I don't know. Players like that, I just wish hit the open market. Like, I don't want to see Juan Soto in Washington for another two, three years. Why? Washington will be a good team again. No, nah, but he's he not, they're not going to have him. They're going to be a good team because they're going to trade him. <laughs> I mean, they got nice pieces already because they fucking took your guys' top prospects. Well, Ruiz and Buston are solid, but they need way more than that. Man, Washington always drafts well. That's true. And Strasburg, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna ever be the same. Uh no, nah, he's they're probably gonna I mean, they already put him back on the IL. I was gonna say they they were hoping he was gonna be good so they could trade him at the deadline, flip him mm-hmm. for some prospects, but I doubt yeah. that happened. Sorry, I was trying to pull up the the lead it, here. So Jose Ramirez is third in war at three point nine behind Manny, Manny Machado and Rafael Devers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a WRC plus of 187, which is right behind uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Mike Trout. He he has a 303 batting average, which is be only behind Machado and Devers and Bogarts. Jesus Christ, Bogarts fucking having a great year. I know he a future Dodger. <laughs> Y'all better hope so. I already told, I already told Brian that's what's gonna happen. They're going to probably – Trey Turner going to get that big deal. Bogart's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. We're going to sign him. And Jose Ramirez, dude, he has 62 RBIs. Aaron Judge only has 50. Sheesh. And Aaron Judge has 26 home runs, bro. <laughs> That's so many solo shots, dude. That's literally like half his RBIs are solo home runs, dude. Yankees, please start getting on base, man, so this dude can win MVP. Because if Shohei gets hot, he's gonna win it again. Yeah, no, nah, he he definitely probably will. All right, let's look at uh, let's look at some NL 
Well, would you take any of these bets though? Uh, I would take Trout. You would take Trout. See, and, like, dude, I, 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 me and Ben talked about this like three weeks ago. I was like all over Jose Ramirez, but his odds got even worse, <laughs> and he's still playing well. It's like, dude, what the fuck? So, I mean, I, if if Judge didn't play in New York, I think it would be a lot different. Cause I, I think Jose Ramirez is the best player, dude. I know I like Jose Ramirez a lot, and I think Aaron Judge this might be his last year with the Yankees. Yeah, he's gonna be a Red Sox next year, or Angel. Nah, I don't think the Angels are gonna fucking sign him, dude. There's no way they're gonna fucking. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna sign Aaron Judge and Trey Shohei. <laughs> oh my god, the Angels—they're just something else. They're out of this world. All right, NL MVP. We got uh, we had some movement because Machado got hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. Goldschmidt has moved into the favorite. Plus yeah, Polar Bear P plus six forty seven. Uh Mookie Betts was he was actually number one. Him and Machado were one and two. They both fell this week because of injuries. Obviously injuries. Mookie, Mookie Betts plus uh nine twenty now. Bryce Harper plus eight hundred. All right, I'm gonna do it. I like Mookie. Mookie come back healthy. Man, I I I picked Mookie to win MVP at the beginning of the year. But Irv, dude, if he's out like two months, I, I just I, don't I know that's what I'm saying. He's gonna be out like a bro. month and a half. Yeah, for two months, then he's. I don't think he's gonna be able to, unless he just come back and goes absolutely bonkers. And then Manny Machado, dude, like that's yeah, been, a tough yeah. break, bro. He's playing some phenomenal baseball and like the best baseball you've seen him play. Yeah, that's that's tough. I I I agree with this. I I do think Paul Goldschmidt is the favorite right now. I honestly I wouldn't put money on it. I would still probably put money on uh, Pete Alonso because if he playing in New York, if he is even like a top three player, top four player in the NL, he's probably going to be have some extra oomph to win because he plays in New York. You know what I mean? A little extra push. And he's been playing great. Polar Bear Pete Alonso, man. Man, is he a do for is he due for a contract anytime soon? Oh, he's got to be coming up for sure. He only has like one or two years left of arbitration. Oh yeah, it's definitely coming up. Yeah, it's got to be coming up shortly. All right, let's get to some best bets. Let's go, y'all. You got any best bets for the people? Best bets. Let me look it up. Um, Chet Holmes is going number one. No, I'm just playing. I, he, no, I don't give. Best bet for tomorrow. Let's take the uh, Pirates money line and the over. Over Chicago. Chicago. Damn, I like the Cubs in that game. Uh, but my best bet, I'm going Astros first five money line against the Yankees. Uh, you could probably get it like plus 100, plus 106. Can get some good value, but Framber Valdez is going to be on the mound. He has a 1.61 ERA on the road, only allowing eight earned in 44 and two thirds innings this year. And the Astros also are fourth in WRC plus against right-handed pitching, and they're actually number one in WRC plus on the road on offense this year. They are coming off a pretty long homestand, but I like Framber Valdez versus Jameson Tyon next year next uh, start. Jameson Tyon has been kind of falling off. He did only he did uh, not give up any runs against Toronto, but he did only go for four innings, dude. So like it's not like he was out there very long. 
And the Yankees are due for regression, bro. We've seen it from their last two starters, dog. So let's take it. Let's take Houston. Uh, the dogs will be barking, baby. Let's go. I was surprised you didn't take Dodgers, dude. I know. That's what I wanted to do because Hunter Green got shelled his last start. I just looked at that. Hunter Green's a wild card, though, bro, because he can either be fucking throw no-hit baseball or he's going to He's going to give up four or five runs. Yeah, he's a tough one to oh, gauge, dude. Man. I would then, say that the Dodgers have a pretty high K percentage, so mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good spot for them. Um, plus, who's starting for the Dodgers? Clayton. And, and Kershaw. What are we going to get from Kershaw? What do you think the Dodgers get from Kershaw tomorrow? I think they get a solid start. I just think I think that's a total stay away game, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to stay away from that. Let's say what else should we do? I'm going to do the Astros. Yeah, I like the Astros play. I love the Astros play. Man, we got we got to get out of here though. We got we've been on here for a minute. Uh, people are probably tired of hearing this talk, but if you're not, <laughs> make sure to go to taproomsports.com. You can catch all our podcasts. We're live every Sunday through Wednesday, and then the podcast comes out the following day. We're giving y'all best bets. We've been fucking extremely fucking hot lately, so. Now is the time. Strike it while the iron is hot, baby. Let's go. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. For Swerving Irving Washington, I'm Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Let's. We will catch y'all later. Have a great weekend. I don't have a golf play this weekend. Sorry.